0: Everybody and welcome to Nerd, Nerd Alert. Alert, girls. Uh, all right, everybody, welcome to Nerd Alert, girls. I am your host, Bridget. Pronoun she/her's, and I'm Jen with the G,
1: as in good golly goodness gracious. We got Guardians of the Galaxy galore. This is the season of giving, folks. Yeah, you heard me right. We're gonna talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. My goodness, what a way to start off our December, ain't that right, Bridge?
0: Oh my gosh, it's such a time! What a time to be alive to get a Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yes, <laughs> um, ah. yeah, and like it's really funny to see how excited James Gunn was to do this. Like he wrote the script in like April twenty twenty one, and he's like, "I'm ready, I'm ready to do this holiday special." And like it's really cool, also to see like the same director at the helm of like you know full on series within Marvel. I I mean it's not the first time we've we've seen that, but like I think there's just really something really neat about it in terms of like um, obviously it's not just James Gunn, you know, but like you know there's a distinct style and vibe that he that he brings to it um, as a director and a writer. Um, And so I think that's really cool. Um, And I think he produced something that is really just like a fun romp. I mean, so Jen, you and I were talking just before we recorded. It's really nice to have like a Marvel thing that's like an easy rewatch that doesn't require me taking three hours out of my day, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) not even getting into like the TV series, right, that I love them all except Loki, but, (laughs) you know, um. I, man, I can't, I think this is going to have to join our bingo card is me like putting a dig against the Loki series. Like it's like <laughs> talking about Peggy, talking about Steve, which you know I will during this episode um, and to give a dig against Loki anyway. Um, but no, I think it was just a really such a, it's such a delightful, fun, easy rewatch, you know, cause I, I've watched it twice now. I watched it again before, you know, we recorded today. Um, and it was like such a fun time. And I sat with my family to watch it the first time when it came out um for Thanksgiving weekend and you know my dad's always really loved Guardians of the Galaxy I think it's his favorite or one of his favorite Marvel movies and like you know they they also just like had a good time like with me watching it you know and like because they've fallen kind of fallen off the Marvel train like they're not really keeping up at this point (laughs) um (laughs) you know other than like the occasional thing like I still haven't made them watch Shang-Chi yet I'm really behind on that but like um you know they they really like like like, we're all like you know laughing and just like enjoying ourselves and my dad was like made the comment at the end about like oh man the only way they could get kevin bacon to do this was to you know give him the chance to sing (laughs) you know (laughs) and (laughs) yeah and so i think that was just nice like it was it was like it's a good time that's like accessible i think for you know, family members who are maybe less into Marvel or, I mean, maybe even not into Marvel at all, really. You know, Um, like, I think it's just like, you know, the the comedic writing and timing of all, I mean, everybody like brought their A game. It's a holiday special, but every single person on the cast was on it. You know what, you know, like, they just really like, even just like little subtle details of the moments just were so well timed, well done, so in character and so delightful. Anyway, sorry, I don't, I don't want to ramble too much. What did you think of it when you first watched it?
1: Honestly, I thought it was a sheer delight. And I'm not even surprised that I enjoyed myself because it's like you were saying, Bridge. There are people out there who like who say that they're Marvel fans, but they don't watch all the movies. And that's cool. You know, you don't have to watch all of them to be a quote unquote fan, you know. But I know Guardians of the Galaxy tends to be a favorite among the... Um, Extreme fans and the not so extreme fans, you know, like uh, take my mom for instance. She um she respects the fact that the Marvel movies do well, but otherwise she's not going to sit down and watch them. It's not her thing. But since me and her uh, godson are really into superhero and Marvel movies, if he comes over and hangs out, she'll tell me, "Hey, you know, put on a Marvel movie in the background." And when we put on a a couple of the movies, she'll like kind of watch, but for the most part, just kind of like talk to you know uh, her godson but with both guardian movies she was like riveted she was watching and laughing and she really loved the music so i'm thinking like people like that who will watch the movie but otherwise they're like i'm not going to invest myself in this they would love this this is a nice solid standalone holiday special it gives you what you need you know the whole warm gooey holiday christmassy feeling special but of course, outer space. And for those who are fans of just Guardians of the Galaxy, get a dash of that too, you know, where these guys are like, they, they're good guys who don't always do the right things. And then of course, Kevin Bacon. Like when you see the trailer, you know the general idea. Okay. Uh, Mantis and Drax want to make a good Christmas day for Peter, so they go after Kevin Bacon. That's the general premise that's all you need to know and that's all we need you know we don't need any like like uh, mental gymnastics or some big bad villain you know to make this a solid watch i enjoyed myself i laughed i had a good time just like how i did with the previous guardians of the galaxy movies and even if i had never heard of guardians of the galaxy and just watched this holiday special for the first time i would have enjoyed myself it was funny It was interesting, it was kind of action-packed, and it just had that warm fuzziness of a holiday movie. So honestly, I, I enjoyed myself. I loved it, and I appreciate that someone came up with this idea and greenlit it, you know?
0: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you talk about it being funny and heartwarming, and, it, and it, it is. It's also just, like, heartfelt and really emotional, you know? Like, I didn't, I didn't cry or tear up or anything, but, like, there were several moments where, you know, you put your hand on your chest, and you're like, oh! <laughs> you know, you're watching, you're just like, oh, that got me straight in the feels, you know? And, like, I mean, that's something that the Guardians of the Galaxy movies have always done so well, in my opinion. You know, their strongest... Or their greatest strength is, you know, how they can really pack an emotional punch underneath all of that humor, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, it kind of reminded me, it's totally random, but, like, I, I remember my dad used to be, like, a preacher, you know, preaching at church all the time. And, like, um, someone who, you know, at, at our church, he, he, like, came up to him and was like, you know, you're so good at, like, making me laugh. And then you bring in some gut punch right after you're and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> you know, and like, because that's kind of how like my dad is that he like will make you laugh and then suddenly will make you think really deeply about your life. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> um, I think, that, you know, maybe that's why he likes the Guardians movie so much that, you know, they kind of speak to his like whole vibe, but um it just really reminded me of that like how it's just like haha okay wow okay I didn't see that coming you know I mean I think volume Guardians of the Galaxy volume One was like the biggest shock to all of us right that they when they did that um and yeah yeah so anyway I just really I've always really loved about about the Guardians and just like how they balance humor and emotion I think they that you know they do it really well once again um here you know and so that was just a really really great thing to see um just other general highlights i mean it has it has the fun holiday feel for sure and like you know is a nice like it's a good it's a good spoof of like christmas and of kevin bacon (laughs) and (laughs) you know and and that's just really, that's just really delightful and very clever. And the music, I mean, gosh, let's not even get to the music, right? Another really strong part of the Guardians of the Galaxy is the music, the soundtrack. Um, And these are original songs that were done for the special, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that beginning song alone where I guess like uh, the Guardians bought nowhere. And so while they're establishing the civilization, this guy forms a band and goes on about christmas in the way i guess peter has described it and it was so funny and disturbing and even the inhabitants that are listening are like what are we just listening to whereas you got Groot in the background dancing to it because of course he's the only one who's into it but yeah original songs like that plus the one that kevin bacon performs so we got a mixture of familiar and a mixture of quirky and fun and original
0: yeah, and, like, also I want to shout out, like, because it's an actual band, the old 97s, um, a rock band that put on the alien garb <laughs> to do this, not only to perform, but to, like, do it in full-on, like, hours in the makeup chair, and I just want to applaud them for that.
1: Applause.
0: Applause. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, well, why don't we just um start from the top here of this holiday special. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. So yeah, I mean, so first of all, you know, we open with like the classic Marvel logo, except you know, throwing in some like Christmas comics <laughs> before we get into the to the movies, right? Um, of course, we're seeing Marvel appear on the page, yeah, um, and then it shifts into the really corny animation style you remember from like the worst holiday specials. <laughs> like really ugly animation um and I hope I don't offend anyone by saying that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because I feel like it's intentional that it's like that really like really really corny you know kind of style um and like kind of you know 2d drawing kind of thing um I just you know I, I I and like for a second I was really afraid that the whole like I forgot like that I'd seen the trailer and I knew it wasn't fully animated, but I was like really afraid. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I gonna have to watch this in animation <laughs> in this awful animation? Um but uh thankfully not. But um I just also wanna say though, my other than it being like I think purposely kinda ugly, um, they made Peter's eyes brown, but they're blue <laughs> in real life. Oh my it's a gosh. little thing, but why did they not get his eye color right? Was that in- that feels less intentional to me?
1: <laughs> really, oh, man, I didn't even catch that. I think I was too busy thrown off by the animation.
0: Well, I didn't, I didn't notice it until the second watch. I don't even think I noticed until like the last few minutes of my second watch. That so I'm like, wait a minute, they made his eyes brown. Aren't his eyes blue? And I'm like, yeah, Chris Pratt's eyes are like a greenish blue. They're not brown. <laughs> like, what's the deal there? I don't know if that, again, if that was, like, intentional of, like, another one of those, like, corny little things about holiday specials that they don't even get, like, eye color right. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who knows? But we find out that uh, Craglin's telling the story about how Yondu ruined Christmas. Like, uh, okay, you know, am I surprised? No, Yondu's kind of a Grinch. Yeah, go for it. Yes, he definitely ruined Christmas. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. No, um, yeah, I was like thank I was kinda thankful for this opening for reminding me that Yondu is the worst. Um <laughs> that's my <laughs> like that's my one critique of volume two, honestly. They never really sold me on Yondu being like Peter's, you know, adopted daddy or whatever, however he calls he he maybe your father, but he ain't your daddy or whatever. Uh-huh. I never really bought that. Like, at least not in a way that I felt like sad about his death. Like I do, I like I do think that like he loved Peter in his own way, but like I think he was also treated him very terribly, and I don't want to like skirt over that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so it was just like ah oh, yes, I I mean I, I will say that like it's good that they don't like shy away from that. That like Yondu is the worst, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's just like get rid of this tree, you know? And um, I I you know. Save some of the lines, because just, like, of him really ripping on Peter and Craglin, You know, and, like, well, I'll go into this in a minute, but, like, you know, Don't come at me with no damn gifts. What a Ravager gets he works for. We ain't n- about no damn handouts. Sorry, I can't do his accent. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Peter's like, well, it's, it's more like a sign of appreciation. <laughs> that sounds like sentiment, boy. That may be okay for you mushy types on Terra, but out here in the cold rigors of space, it's what'll get you killed. And so, you know, it's a lot that he's, you know, bringing against Peter. And, like, there's a couple things that I think about with this. One is it reminds me also, once again, of, like, that Peter is, like, a sweet boy at heart. And it really is a huge loss that, like, he wasn't, he didn't get to be raised by his mother. I think he actually would have come out, you know, way less rough around the edges, so to speak. And, like, Mm -hmm. has, like, such a, like, soft heart. Like, he's, like... Oh, let me tell you about this Christmas tradition. And like, we give each other gifts. And like, um, I didn't notice this until my second watch. But like, he, like, you know, obviously, he gives a present to Yandu, and we see Yandu unwrapping it at the end. Spoiler alert! But like, um, he also like, but he makes. He's like, we made presents for all of the Ravagers, right? Yep. And it even one for Taser face. I saw that
1: the first. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was and- like, Taser face. This has got a present. Damn.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, and I feel like that just shows how kind Peter is, that he would, like, make sure to, like, get a gift for Taserface, you know? Like, Taserface was not, like, the nicest person. I mean, maybe he was nicer back then, but, like, as far as we know, right? Like, he, like, had no reason to, quote, deserve a gift from Peter or anybody, right? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, also, neither did Yondu, really, but, like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> But like you know, he's just like i I want to share this time not only to like I think remember his time on earth and everything and to like be a a touch point for for Peter himself but like also just to be really sweet and nice to everybody right uh-huh. and and that's what Yandu criticizes him for like that sentiment you know you're gonna be too soft um like again, out here in the cold rigors of space, it's what'll get you killed and you know, and when you're thinking, like, yeah, you're ab- you're among a bunch of space pirates, like, of course you're going to say that, right? Uh-huh. And, like, I also think about, like, the way masculinity plays out in terms of the way, you know, Yondu talks, um, like, that you can't show emotion, you can't show feeling, because otherwise you'll be weak and all of that stuff, you know? Like, obviously there's a lot of that at play, too. Like, you have to be strong, you can't show emotion, because that is... That is weakness. That is opposite of strength. That is opposite of manliness. That is opposite of toughness and being a ravager and all that delightful, uh, horrible stuff. So, you know, I think that and like in his own like twisted way, if that's him trying to prepare Peter for like the real world, so to speak, or the real galaxy, like you know. And you know, he softens at the end, obviously, because we see him like get, you know open the present from peter and like he puts it out on public display semi-public display i guess you know he's Mm -hmm. always looking around his shoulders anyone can see me open this present from peter (laughs) um you know and he gives him the blasters but even that right the blasters are are very aggressive and again it's like uh you're you're gonna be a fighter you're gonna be tough you're gonna be all these you know fill in the blank right yeah Um, you're gonna be a good space pirate boy and you know, I like so so even though Yandu does soften, it's still like I still have to push like this way to live upon you. You know, and like it's sweet, but it's also not <laughs> like I don't know. It's a mix. It's a mixed bag, and I think that's like what Yandu is. Um, and like I appreciate that they didn't shy away from that, but it also is like yeah. Well, I still think that Yandu was a douche. <laughs> Doesn't really. Yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt.
1: Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, you're right. It's Honestly, y'all know that I'm a sucker for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and that I was, like, sad when they killed Yondu. But in truth, I think I'm just a sucker for the a-hole character having a soft side. You know, I'm a sucker for that. But the point of that whole clip was... Seeing in Kraglin's point of view, you could tell, like, of all the Ravagers, he was probably one of the only ones, if not the only one, who indulged Peter, you know, I mean, he's probably the only one who's like, uh, you do realize we kidnapped this kid and he's never seen aliens before, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was the softer one, so of course he'd be the one to indulge Peter in uh, Christmas and coming up with a tree and presents and such, only for, you know, Yondu to just literally metaphorically burn it to the ground you know so he's telling uh the other guardians this like yeah that's how yondu ruined christmas you know you know just oh okay you know and of course drax and mantis are they're just like oh yeah that sounds about right honestly (laughs)
0: like
1: they just they know
0: yeah yeah nobody's surprised
1: literally no one everybody no one's surprised So, but they all recognize that even though uh, Peter and the uh, Guardians have bought uh, nowhere from the Collector, and that they're trying to, you know, make it better, they see that he's still sad about losing Gamora, which y'all should know what happened to Gamora after Endgame, you know? She just, her original self died, but her younger self is out there, doesn't remember Peter or the Guardians, and is out there somewhere, you know? So, Peter, of course, he loved her and misses her. They all miss her, of course, but maybe Peter's probably throwing himself into his work in order to kind of forget about her, especially during yeah. this holiday time where you should be with family and he doesn't have all his family with him. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, that's what Mantis, like, looks down and watches him, him doing, right? He's taking care of the business on nowhere, which alright, so we get to like the the present day as 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 you mentioned, Jen, and like Craigland tells them the story and but then like um Nebula's like, well we gotta focus on rebuilding nowhere after we bought it from the collector which interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah.
1: I didn't realize he owned Nowhere. Like alright, you know, like I know the collector had his uh baubles.
0: Yeah bobbles
1: yeah but i didn't realize he owned the whole place maybe that was just something i missed from the first movie i don't know
0: yeah i don't yeah i don't know either um it's been a minute since i've rewatched the first movie but yeah so like you know so like her and Crying, like, all right well back to business you know <laughs> um but mantis looks down and you know she's looking at peter and she you know is has that really soft look on her face. Like, oh, I want to make this better for him, you know? And, you know, she's like, I want to make this better, you know, because, you know, my secret that I've only told you Drax. And he's like, well, when you ate all those nuts, he's like, you no, know that I'm his sister, which Jen. Bridge. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, we had like eons ago like, for our listeners to know, we had written, like, a, a What If, um, like, inspired by the What If comics before the What If TV series even came out. Like, about, like, what if Peter Quill had been delivered to Ego by Yondu and, like, how about him growing up with uh, Mantis as his, like, as a sister-brother kind of figure kind of thing. Um, not, like, I was like, yeah, they totally have brother-sister vibes, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I knew that there was, like, stuff floating around about, like, maybe him, her being his, um, sister because of all the, you know, when he shows all the women that he, you know, seduced, um, you know, one of them was, like, shown to be the same species as Mantis, and, you know, so it would track, but it was like not conferred, right? And so yeah. like um, when I actually, you know, sat down and watched it and it's like that I'm his sister, I'm like, Ooh! <laughs> you know, I we had no plans to talk about this holiday special on our podcast, to be honest. But after that happened, I was like, Jen, Jen.
1: Yeah, it's so funny, everybody, because like Bridget had texted me when uh, the holiday special streamed. And I had no idea it was supposed to stream, but Bridget had watched it with her family and she texts me like, hey, you gotta watch it. We gotta talk about it. And I'm like, okay, what am I missing? Oh my gosh. You know, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is going to be good. And swear, so I'm watching this special and I'm like, oh my gosh, we called it.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: We manifested yes. bridge. I don't know how we did it, but we manifested.
0: We mantisfested it. Sorry, that was horrible. I apologize for that terrible pun, but it's there, and we it's did there. it. We, yeah, we manifested it, and they are legit brothers and sisters. And it's just like, ha- And at first, my question was like, how long has she been sitting on this knowledge? But then I was like, no, she had to have known the whole time, and she was afraid to just tell any of them um and i kind of wonder why i guess she was just like so afraid in general of ego that she didn't say anything and then she didn't say anything later because she as she explains she didn't want to bring up bad memories for peter um you know and not knowing that like it really is the greatest gift she could ever give him is like being his sister and like for him to realize he still has family left like you know we all know how important family is to peter so like that was you know that was just like I'm just like oh sweetie yeah (laughs) you don't know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's so sweet and the fact that this whole thing kicks off because Mantis is afraid to tell him but she recognizes that he's sad and she's like you know what let's make up for it let's get him the best gift ever you know Drax who is he always talking about you know (gasps) the hero the legend Kevin Bacon yeah
0: yes Actually, to be fair, it was Drax who initially pitched the idea. But yeah, she definitely hops onto it. And they're like, yeah, let's go get Kevin Bacon.
1: <laughs> you know, logic.
0: It's it's perfect alien logic, you know? <laughs> um, and so, so they're just, like, ready to go. And I love that. Um, but I also want to pause briefly since... Um, we talked about the song earlier, but like the song, the Christmas the song. song, the fr- first opening song.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was fantastic.
0: Is- yeah, it was.
1: Oh, my gosh. It starts off all sweet. And it's like, yeah, this guy just breaks into your home and leaves presents. And <laughs> what the heck? He's got these elven and slaves. And we're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Leaves dung in your socks. And <laughs> Mrs. Claus, she works the poor, plants her man's demise. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and like when he says what's that what the heck's a turtle dove and then peter makes a face like yeah what is a turtle dove? <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> so funny like and the funny
1: thing is what gets me is that the whole time peter and the guardians and all the other people who are randomly listening are like horrified except for groot like Groot, yes groot's kind of like older teenager young college student buff tree at this point he's just dancing along like yeah this is great you know and i'm just like he's literally the only one rocking out other than the band it's too funny great background visual
0: yeah no it's it's just like it's and it's such a well done such a clever spoof it's like yeah let's write a song from the perspective of an alien who heard it from another alien who heard it from another alien who heard it from another alien <laughs> about christmas you know basically and like that's exactly how you would expect a song like that to come out like i could not imagine writing a better song than what the old 97s did because yeah kudos kudos yeah and just like peter being exasperated and he's like i i just want can i get back to work (laughs) you know (laughs) it's not the lore at all (laughs) Yeah, just watching him be so tired by no one understanding his references. It will never not delight me, honestly. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so, so anyway, yeah, so that was, that was really fun and just like, you know, worth mentioning that really felt like, ah, yes, the Guardians are back, you know, with that song. And yeah, so, yeah, so obviously, you know, after that, um, you know, they've come up with Mantis and Drax have come up with a perfect plan to save Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so they they land just behind the Hollywood sign. Oh, they, and there's their crossing where people in the uncloaked ship Drax. Drax. <laughs> <laughs> their back and forth was as hilarious as ever. I think we should probably talk about Mantis and Drax kind of more broadly in, in terms of like their whole dynamic. I mean, they're always fun. Right? Like they're yeah. they're always fun in my opinion and just like the fact like this like he takes things so literally you know and mantis is like so passionate but like is as clueless as drax when it comes to the ways of Terrans and you know and i mean probably the universe right because she's been pretty isolated her whole life before now joining the guardians and so you know there is this like childlike innocence kind of in both of them you know and the way they bounce off of each other and their chemistry um as friends is really really fun like you have total bickering siblings energy like oh i wish i brought groot (laughs) (laughs) you know or like enough about the the (laughs) cragnuts you know and like um just like just total like i feel like they're both like middle child siblings bickering all the time does that not feel like their vibe like it totally feels like that vibe to me
1: that is totally their vibe and i just want to point out that mantis is picking up on some of drax's draxness seriously she's definitely becoming more bold and blunt like him you know i like was picking up yeah. on that like when she snapped at him forget about the nuts you know i was just like <laughs> that's the drax mood right there but yeah their chaotic energy is Flawless, literally from start to finish, was amazing. Like from when they first get there. Wait, you did put on the cloaking device? I said I did. Puts it on. I just saw you put it on. No, I didn't. (laughs) I saw you put it on. No, I didn't. (laughs) I'm like, oh, dude. And they get on. Uh, they get to Hollywood where you know you've got all the stars and the people dressed up like uh, celebrities and famous people, including some Avengers and. mantis mistakes uh one of them for actually steve and glomps him
0: <laughs> i can't believe you brought it up first but yes here we are here here it is the steve moment and like i mean come on like who hasn't wanted to do exactly what mantis did and just scream steve and just like she completely will- mull him
1: seriously just <laughs> full-on jumped on him wrapped her legs around him yeah. and everything not even just a hug just no. boom, koala cling
0: koala cling and you know it was so cute i mean obviously really scary for this guy because this random stranger is just jumping onto him i totally understand why he ran away yeah um you know but like you know for you and audience member who knows her that she's totally you know just so excited to see her friend, and like it just makes me think, like, wow, they had a friendship, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't remember them interact interacting. Do you?
1: I do not. Like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah. it must have been like post-end game because I'm thinking, okay, we got Infinity War, she was up in space with the Guardians who eventually joined up with the iron man dr strange and spider-man so it's gotta been after everyone came back and did the final battle and probably did their like funeral sermons and quick like okay uh now what now what do we do you know that uh, that's my only explanation but on-screen interaction nah
0: yeah yeah. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something like, like really prime, like Steve and Mantis content. <laughs> I was like, how did I manage to miss that? But no. Okay.
1: He made a good impression. That's all we need to know.
0: I mean, that's the thing. And like, you know, it's like they could not have interacted for very long because he just, dis- you know, he goes back into um the past and like comes back briefly as an old man. We don't know where he is now. Right um and so yeah. like we have to assume that like they just like they just encountered each other yeah really briefly in that short span of time um at the end of any game before before he goes back in time to be with peggy and so yeah i just i just want to i want to see <laughs> a fan fiction out there of of them meeting and just like how he created such a distinct impression on her that she just is ready to maul the first guy she sees that she thinks is him you know like Did she know what happened to him? Like, I guess not because she's been in space this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm not even surprised.
1: Like, he could have literally been like, hi, I'm Steve. Uh, Who are you? Oh, I'm Mantis. Oh, that's a nice name. Oh, what are your antennas? Like, just a brief five minute max conversation. She's ready to glomp for this man, you know?
0: She she's clinging to him as you talk about a lot, Jen. You're like, oh yeah, I cling to their leg. Like she.
1: Oh my <laughs> she, gosh, like... a mantis. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> there it is. There you go. We've identified your character, Jen. Uh, um, no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's just,
1: fine. I... I feel it. I get it.
0: It's such a short short moment. I know, and I don't want to spend too long talking about it. But I just think it's really sweet. Like. And speaks to like both her character and his, and just like how they must have vibed in a short amount of time. Where he's like, yeah, just incredibly kind to her, and that's and you know, and sh- that's enough for her to be like instant best friend for life, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And that's just like that's the power of Steve, man. The uh, as as Caroline would say, the pheromones. Also, the pheromones. Just, like everyone wants to cling to him. Everyone does not matter your gender or sexuality or species. You will want to cling to Steve Rogers. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right. I'm finally going to step off my Steve soapbox now. Y'all can relax. (laughs) (laughs) So they're taking photos, yeah, all around Hollywood Boulevard. And people are, you know, giving them money. And Mantis is just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my
1: gosh. I love that whole little spiel because, like, Mm -hmm. not only the Steve thing, but then there's a guy dressed as a Gotron, I guess. And Drax is so ready to fight him.
0: Yeah,
1: gobot go bot, thank you you know and mantis scolds the guy in the costume gobot killed his cousin <laughs> you know i'm like drax who don't you have a problem with but drax am i even surprised that you know while they've got all the photos going on you know people thinking they're cosplaying mantis she's all into it she's like making poses and such drax in the background is just staring and standing there all dead face like all right you know just the whole time doesn't even like try to smile or anything
0: yeah even the like girls who look like they were on like a like a bachelorette party just stuffing money like down his shirt and he's just like totally (laughs) non-responsive um (laughs) Uh, but then he's beating that poor guy in the, the Gobot costume at the end. I was like, oh, I feel bad for him. I didn't laugh with that part. I was like, oh, I understand the joke, but like, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> you do not want to be punched by Drax. Like, Drax is powerful.
1: He is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that dude is raw strength. Nah. Nah, that poor guy in Gotron outfit, man.
0: Yeah, I would have ripped off that costume.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, the moment those two gave me funny looks, I would have been out of that scene. I would have been like, nope, not worth it.
0: Yeah, totally not worth it. Um, And also, I want to say, too, like, I noticed briefly that Mantis gave the side-eye to um, Captain Marvel. She's like, you're not Captain Marvel. (laughs) 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 I'm not impressed with your cosplay right now. Like, uh, She must hate cosplayers the way she hates actors, actually, because they're pretending to be something they're not oh
1: man that's another joke that i loved about this holiday special the fact that like mantis drax, and then as it turns out all the guardians are like actor oh like this sheer disgust for them like mantis even starts like like uh, almost vomiting at the idea like how drax was when it, when he thought that she was coming on to him in the second movie right uh, that was just so good but that whole spiel was not only funny and cute and clever but uh, Mantis and Drax get money and I mean like a lot of money carrying it around looking around for Kevin Bacon's place and they're ra- they randomly decide to check a bar and decide to use the money to just drink I'm like okay I'm here for it you know even Drax gets into it like at first he's just like whatever, but then like these dudes are like, hey, yeah, let's let's drink because at first they're like, hey, you want to dance? He's like, no, that's stupid. Okay, you want to drink? Yeah, I'll totally do that. You know.
0: So yeah, uh, specifically he says dancing is for people who are pathetic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. Okay, but before before we move on though, real quick, I. I I don't know what it was, but like when I was watching it the first time, I I thought like, is it a is it a gay bar? Especially I wondered the that. Guy comes up to him. Yeah, because he likes like especially with the guy coming up to him kind of flirtatiously, right, and asking if he wants to drink and come out and dance with us, you know. And of course, Drax like shuts him down, but then he smiles and takes it. But then he's like, you know, yeah, let's go. And like you know, Drax has his arms around these smiling guys, and I'm like. A little homoerotic? It's just me?
1: No, no, no. It wasn't just you. I definitely was like, wait, are they at a gay bar? But then I got confused because when Mantis started dancing, I saw a little bit of uh, women and men, you know? It was kind of like a mixed gender situation where I'm just like, all right, if it's a gay bar, it must be one of those ones that like, we we it, we include everyone, not just the the gay men, you know? So I'm like, all right. But I, I yeah, definitely or got I mean, that it could be a- vibe.
0: Okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me. And like, also, like, I mean, it could be a gay bar that like also includes lesbians. You know, I don't, you know, it's, it's hard. It was hard to tell. I don't know something about the lighting and the mood and just like, yeah, that guy approaching, um, Drax the way he did. I was just like, I is this a gay bar? I I kind of wish that they had confirmed it if it is, but, um,
1: it's Marvel. They're not going to confirm anything.
0: <sighs> I know, but you know, I a girl can dream. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get that
1: one. But the bouncer, I just wanted to point out real quick, the bouncer, like, doesn't even say or do anything when Mantis and Drax, like, go in with, like, an armful of money. He just, you can tell this guy has seen it all. It must mm-hmm. somehow sense, like, they're not going to cause too much trouble. We're fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he gives him the side <laughs> eye and lets him go. It's great.
1: Oh, man. Our poor babies get drunk and they're sitting down on the sidewalk. There's no Kevin Bacon. And this uh woman comes out with like one of those uh, map of the stars is home kind of map and offers to sell it to them for $40. But Mantis showing a bit of her powers was like, no, you want to give that to us for free? And you want to give me all your money? I was like, oh, I did not realize Mantis can do that power. Like, you and I were talking a little bit about that before the podcast, Bridget. We're like, wait, did Mantis bring that up, you know? hmm
0: Yeah, so I was rewatching the scene um in in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, where she talks about her um empathic abilities and you know, obviously we know that she can put Peter to sleep, she can put ego to sleep, so we always knew that she was powerful and if anything, like you know, it was kind of unfair. That way she wasn't able to to demonstrate more of the power she already had. But You know, she also mentioned she can, you know, feel people's feelings, not read their minds, but feel what they're feeling and also like, you know, kind of temporarily influence or alter their emotions. As she said, like I can make a stubborn person compliant is the way she put it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but it it sounded like something that was like only, you know, lasted a short little while, you know, only like slightly adjust someone's feelings, not completely, you know, turns in a 180, you know. Um, but here she, I mean, with, with this woman first, yeah. Um, (laughs) in terms of giving her the map and her money and I'm just like, Mantis, do you even need that money? But anyway, so, you know, when she does that, but then even more when, and I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, we're just going to skip it a little bit all over the place because I want to talk about her powers and just like how far they've evolved. You know, when she says, you know, you, you want to come with us, right? And he's enthusiastic and she convinces him to, you know, be a hero, uh, or just be a version of you that doesn't suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know, but like, and he, it sticks. Like, it sticks for a long time. Like, we don't see her having to like continually like touch him um, and use her powers, right? Like, as as Peter puts it, like a trance, right? Like, she has to like go and intentionally release him from it, and you know that it seems it seems much more evolved than how we had seen her powers before. And it brings up interesting questions in terms of, like, how did she grow in her powers? Who did she practice on? <laughs> and how, you know. um. And it's it's kind of scary, right? As you were talking about, Jen, with that, right?
1: Yeah. Like, I was a little thrown off at first because I didn't realize that was the extent of her powers. Because we saw, like, some of it in uh Volume 2. But the most powerful we had seen her in that movie was putting Ego to sleep when he was in a god planet form you know but i figured she was more like feeling other people's emotions i didn't realize she was project like how much she did in projecting but seeing this holiday special i was like oh oh you know i got a little disconcerted because my first thought unfortunately was of Kilgrave, the purple man uh for those of you who don't know real quick i might have mentioned him before but he's a villain in the marvel series and was played by David Tennant and Jessica Jones, but he's a villain that can control you just by, like, saying something. He compels you to do something with just, like, a word. Doesn't matter what you feel on the matter. He could tell you, go jump off a cliff. You're gonna go jump off the cliff, you know? Kind of a little bit like um, oh, Wakanda Forever, where the... the um, I know they're not Atlantean. The Talokinians... <laughs> Like
0: uh oh Talokan, yeah.
1: Talokans, yeah. The, like even though it's less trancy, you know, Kilgrave's got that power. It's disturbing, the implications. He literally it's it's gross. So the fact that Mantis has something along those veins, I was a little like, ugh, you know, I got a little shuddery, especially when she basically controls Kevin Bacon to come with her. She essentially coerced him into his kidnapping. And even though she's not the type to do anything, like, gross or evil, it still wasn't okay to take someone against their will, you know? And you could tell Kevin Bacon was pretty freaked out afterwards. Rightly so. So the fact that she was able to do that for an extended period of time was just like oh ew but then i wondered how did she has she always been able to do that like or maybe this is something she learned um on the job as a guardian so to speak and if so what on earth brought that on like was she in a fight and just turned someone against himself you know like i kind of have questions with that and i want to see what they're going to do for volume three with that because that is a very powerful ability to like compel someone to do something they don't want to do and make them feel a certain way about something it's really yeah
0: actually to make another reference it reminds me of the lunar chronicles that i was thinking of
1: that too Yeah. yeah (laughs)
0: yeah where it's like yeah it's like it's mind control and they just like compel you to do anything that they wish for you to do that's the whole thing with the lunars in in that book series so yeah i mean and like you know with um yeah with mantis it's kind of like it is really important that someone teaches her about consent you know and someone teaches her like how to use it wisely and thoughtfully you know because like I know Peter's trying his best here, but he's not like the best like teacher or disciplinarian. <laughs> no, um, no, he's not. You know, and in, in terms of like being able to demonstrate and teach restraint, you know, even when he realizes what's happening, he like just screams at everybody, right? I mean, I'll, we'll get into that later, but like, um, you know, it's it's a little bit like, oh, you know, well, will she accidentally take it too far, or 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 what, you know, or like do it to one of her friends and they're really hurt by that. Who knows? You know, it it reminds me a little bit, actually, she reminds me a little bit of winter from the lunar chronicles and like winter using her abilities. And then in a certain way, I think, you know, what I'm talking about Jen and like later sees how she caused more harm than good, despite her good intentions. And I just wonder if they'll do something like that um, with Mantis. I don't know. It it opens up interesting questions. I don't know if James Gunn and, and like, you know, the volume three is going to unpack that fully i'm not fully i'm not totally confident that like that's necessarily something he will do because i'm not sure that's the main thrust of, of the third movie but we'll see
1: we'll see either way there are implications to this and a part of me is morbidly curious but another part of me is like please don't do that again and again luckily in this instant you know it was just we're just taking kevin bacon and Eventually, he comes to terms with. All right, I'm here on an alien planet, you know. So, ew is, I guess, my main point. But, uh, anyway, they after looking around a bunch of celebrities' places, which I honestly Bridget, I wasn't even paying attention to which celebrity houses they visited before they got to Kevin Bacon's place. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. So they show a title card of Map to the Stars, and like I just wondered, like, because it pops up with different stars faces and i'm ashamed to say i i don't even know the names of most of these people i recognize uh, i recognize queen latifah and arnold schwarzenegger but that was about it actually <laughs> everyone else i'm like uh oh, i don't remember i don't remember you or i don't remember your name um but it made me wonder like does this does this graphic imply that they actually stopped at these houses or <laughs> because if so i need a fanfic series of that too just like all these different <laughs> celebrities that they've Knocked on their doors, you know? I just, I want to (laughs) know.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. I'd love to see Queen Latifah's reaction, truly. (laughs) Just like, yeah. Oh my gosh, lucky. But eventually they reach Kevin Bacon's place and, you know, as you you would think, his place is huge, it's gated, you gotta press a button and you pop up on a screen just to, like, gain access to the to the gate, you know, and he's just like, "What?" Like, "Who who are you?" You know what? No, I don't have time for this. Sorry, can't help you." Turns off the screen. And Drax is like, "Yeah, you like okay." And Mantis is like, "You made things weird. You made him go away."
0: <laughs> Again, middle sibling bickering energy. And <laughs> and she's like, "Do you think you can She's like trying she's thinking out loud, which is a bad idea in front of Drax and she says do you think you can you know toss me over the gate and he before she even finished the sentence he throws her over the gate and she just slams to the ground she's like "Ah, oh! what was that i wasn't ready and he's like do you want to be thrown out of the gate do you not want to be thrown over the gate like make up your mind yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah. Gosh. yeah and he some- just jumps and lands on superhero landing and i'm like this is terrifying like I know they're good-hearted souls, but this is terrifying. And that's, like, kind of why I thought the whole time that they're abducting Kevin Bacon.
1: Seriously. Good thing they're fighting for the galaxy than against it, because they can cause some serious damage. I mean, Drax the Destroyer has already caused some damage that's been hinted at, you know. But, yeah, the fact that he can easily just hop over fences and just punch their way through Kevin Bacon's house... Not without, uh, stealing a decorative elf and a decorative, uh, candy cane. Yeah. Which, okay. That, okay, yeah. We're gonna kidnap this man, might as well, you know, property damage and steal his stuff, too, you know? Why not?
0: Right. Yeah. I know, and it's so funny to see Mantis try to be the responsible one, but then she, as soon as she sees the candy cane, she's like, well, I guess they're out here for a reason. <laughs> like, you know, and I just want to say, too, like, again, with, like, the wonderful subtle details of this, you know, special, like, um, you know, Kevin Bacon is, you know, sitting back in, I can't even, like, not say his, like, full name, I'm like, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, I can't just say Kevin or Bacon, no, it has to nope. be full name, Kevin Bacon. Uh, when Kevin Bacon is sitting in his living room and he's watching, um, the, oh, it's an old movie with Santa Claus when he's abducted by the Martians. I forget what it's, <laughs> I forget the title of it. But my dad loves that movie, and he was really, he was really, um, amused by that reference, um, you know, and like I think that's really funny because right, he's watching a movie about Santa being adapted, abducted by aliens, and he's about to be abducted by aliens, and. You know, and then as soon as, like, they come, like, crash into his house and he starts running, um, it launches into the song, I want an alien for Christmas this year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and, you know, and then yeah, and then it flips the switch, right, where it's like, they're not the aliens, he's the alien, he's the alien they're getting for their friend for Christmas. Yep. And it's a fun subversion of that, of, of of even that, of, like, who's the alien here? you know who is being taken you know to to earth or to mars or to nowhere as the case may be right and like yeah just a switching up the perspectives of like who's the alien here and in a just really hilarious but also terrifying way i mean mantis leaping like from like wall to wall it was like so scary
1: <laughs> it was honestly a little terrifying i was like oh, oh my gosh how much can she do but I think they tried to ease our minds a little by doing a quick little pause where Kevin Bacon gets out of the house and Drax realizes he forgot his little elf man and Mantis is like, hey, no, we we got to go. You know, what's more important to you, Peter or the little elf man? And Drax actually has to, like, think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like the funny little man. And she's like, you know, and she like, looks like so hopeful. I'm gonna, like, she's like, I'm going to win him through by talking about peter and love for peter but then he's like "Uh," oh she's (laughs) just like gets super pissed off at him i i just really love a pissed off mantis also because like normally she's like so like sweet and cute and like you know just like very soft-spoken right um but then like suddenly she'll launch into just like a straight up growl and it's like the contrast is great
1: so great and, you know, what kills me is that Drax's defense is like, you get to keep your little man. And she's like, this this isn't a man. He's like, yeah, it is. it looks just like a little man. And she's like, no, it's not. <laughs> then what is it? She doesn't know what it is, but she likes it. And <laughs> even asks the cops that go for Kevin Bacon's rescue, does this look like a little man? And they're like, no. Okay, yeah, I thought so. My friend's an idiot, you know?
0: <laughs>
1: middle uh... snibbling energy. Truly, through and through. That is the tagline for this special.
0: Yes, yes. That's what we had to title this episode, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so, yeah, they're just, you know, very clueless, and I mean, those cops arrive fast. I guess when you're Kevin Bacon, the cops are just gonna arrive fast for you, but... I was gonna say, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, Drax laughs at being shot at because (laughs) it tickles, and... And Mantis, again, like, demonstrates her fighting prowess now. Like, those were, like, it felt like, I almost felt like I was watching Natasha fight, you know?
1: Seriously, where did this come from? Obviously, Ego never taught her that, but I don't even know how long it's been since uh, she joined the Guardians. And who taught her how to fight like that? I'm guessing Gamora might have taught her some things, you know, before uh, she was killed. But even then, like, who taught her afterwards? Nebula? Kraglin? jeez she's good
0: yeah yeah probably nebula actually that makes that makes the most sense to me
1: oof either way it's pretty impressive like literally drax was almost no help he flipped over a car and nearly killed these two police officers which even mantis was like hey we're not supposed to do that here i'm sorry you know here take this this whatever this is you know we're even now Um,
0: yeah the cop is just like okay yeah one of them can't even speak the whole time he's just like "Mm." (laughs) poor man (laughs) those poor poor cops I just yeah they just like I didn't expect to be flipped over today in my car and by these aliens and to be given a candy cane for all my troubles like sweat (laughs) anyway (sighs) yeah but anyway so they successfully abduct Kevin Bacon and they stop off at a Christmas-themed
1: store to grab as much stuff as possible. Like, I'm talking yes. lights, Christmas trees, snowmen, reindeer. Like, any Christmas decoration you could possibly think of was there times ten. It filled up the whole ship, practically. Like, yeah,
0: oh you're right, because they had to get enough to cover the whole town.
1: Yep. And I don't know how long it took them to set that all up in the end, you know, but... Even with everyone else's help, it was gorgeous.
0: Yeah, well, it couldn't have been like terribly long because he, like, his, like, his, uh, what was it? Kira calls him later and she's like, oh, where are you? Like, I, I, and I, I just feel like he couldn't have been gone for like more than a day or something. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Time moves weirdly in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, it does. But, yeah. Um, but anyway, so it leads, it opens into this really sweet, moment with with peter right where he's um you know drinking alone out of this oddly shaped beer bottle at like it's like it's like shaped like kind of like a tall pyramid almost not like your (laughs) traditional beer bottle and i'm like oh yes this is space this is a space beer and you know drinking and looking kind of sad and yeah salad And then he sees, you know, Groot, and, like, kind of sneaking, scampering away, and then he comes out, and then, like, one by one, you know, Mantis directs everybody to to turn on all these lights, and then, you know, has Nebula, you know, turn on the snow. And, like, he is just, like, in awe. And it's beautiful, like, the look on his face. He even, like, just, like, puts his hands on his head, like, what is going on? (laughs) And, like, you know, and when like everyone is coming around him, and the the big smile on his face as <laughs> as groot rolls in the giant box and he and just I could watch the transformation on Peter's face as he's realizing the box is moving like a thousand times It's just like the to- total joy to sheer grim horror you know. <laughs>
1: That is literally the perfect way to describe it because that soft look on his face was like everything to me. And then you've got the big old present, human size, now biggie. It starts to move, and the slow look of wait a minute on his face.
0: <laughs> he just looks like very tired dad, right there.
1: Right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh and the fact that
1: kevin bacon's like hey guys you know i'm, I'm starting to not breathe in here
0: <laughs> i know kevin bacon was a total sweetheart though <laughs> he's just like "I'm um, just i just would like to breathe please
1: yeah even though he's in a trance you know it was kind of weirdly sweet to for him to be all polite about it you know just like hey can y'all help me and Peter's like, what'd you guys do? Oh my gosh, you know? Oh my gosh. And that's when he loses it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he really loses it. He lets it rip. Like, he screams at them. Like, you know, and I felt bad for Mantis because she's like, I'm like, she doesn't know any better, you know? And, and I understand, like, I understand his reaction. Like, you know, he he's right. It's human trafficking, you know? <laughs> and everyone else is just like, so blasé about it. They're like, yeah, we got you, Kevin Bacon." Like, what better thing to get, you know, the guy who has everything than, like, another living human? And he's just like, Dah! you know. <laughs> and I, it's just like, it, we live in such a wild world where Peter Quill is the reasonable one in the group, you know? It's just, what a time, right?
1: What a time, Gamora- yes. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> like, Gamora's not around to hold down the fort, and so it's just Peter. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, you know, but so... Yeah, I just felt I felt bad for everybody in that moment, you know, but he's just like, but, you know, he's trying to just like, okay, you know, it's okay, we're fine, you know, and Rockets just like, hey, you know, or yeah, so he he's, you know, brings he makes Mantis take him out of the trance. He tries to deny it too. just she's just so much like Drax. And, you know, then he's like, obviously screaming at the top of his lungs, Kevin Bacon, when he realizes the situation he's in. And Peter's, like, nodding, like, yeah, that's about right. That's it. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> and Rocket's like, oh, chill out, dude. We're not going to hurt you. That's a raccoon. I'll kill you! <laughs> <laughs> Lunges for him. And then, and then, you know, and then Nebula brings out her, her gun. And, you know, Peter's just like, stop, please, you know. <laughs> Don't run away, Kevin Bacon. Are you going to run away? No. Okay. And then he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, so much chaos Just in, like, from second to second, you know And he's just, like, so tired He's like, okay, go get Kevin Bacon And then Nebula fires up her gun And he's like, don't <laughs> kill Kevin Bacon <laughs> And, yeah, and, like, you know And it's just so funny And, like, they just all go after him And Nebula's just like, you can't outrun me, Bacon <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, that's exactly what I say every Saturday morning. That's a mood.
1: That is such a mood. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) But yeah, just like from beginning to end, that scene was like pretty perfect in terms of like the total chaos. Like it's classic signature Guardians of the Galaxy chaos, you know, where it's like so well meaning, but like things just like turn into disaster just at the drop of a hat. Yep.
1: Oh my gosh. It just. Seriously, that whole moment was just gold from, oh my gosh, get him out of the trance to Bacon, you know, just freaking out and Rocket actually trying to be nice and be like, hey, yeah, I know you're scared, you know? Oh my gosh, a raccoon. I'll kill you. (laughs) So so good. (laughs) Just Bacon. I'm like, oh my gosh. You're right. It was perfection, but they managed to get him and Craglin's about to take him home, but then explains like, look, you're like... This guy's hero, he really looks up to you. He, like, he saved a galaxy with dancing, you know, yeah, because of you. And you just see Kevin Bacon's face, kind of like, huh, you know. So he changes yeah. his mind and goes back, just of course, you know,
0: yeah. I thought that was really sweet, too. And like that, you know, when um, you know, his family calls and he's like, hey can I stay with my friends just a little bit longer? I need to show them the meaning of Christmas. It's just, like, it's so corny, but so sweet. And also, like, you know, good on the wife or or partner, you know, whoever she is, to, like, to say, that, like, I sure, I trust you with your friends. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, come back when you need to. And, you know, that's just, you know, that's just nice. I don't know. And, like, just nice that he decided to stay. And you see the little smile on Kraglin's face. Like, you knew he was totally... You know, gu- gunning for that, like that's what he was hoping for when he was telling him about how well-meaning they are and just like why you know they did what they did and it was terrible, you know. Yeah. But they they didn't know they didn't understand. I guess how, uh, you know, humanity works. I don't know <laughs> decency, non kidnapping works. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I have a skewed view of the world. Um,
1: very skewed, but.
0: Yeah, you know, but like I th- I think that was really lovely of of Craglin to to really bring it in home for for Kevin Bacon and to I mean really, he saved the day in a lot of ways too. Yes,
1: yes he did. It's Yeah, it was honestly really really awesome. Is it, like Craglin's H- whole feel like you inspired uh Peter's heroism and like you just see Kevin Bacon like, "All right, you know." So they go and of course he sings and your dad probably called it that that's how they got him so he could sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and that was a great song too. <laughs> yeah, you know. I was here for it. I was totally here for it. So, yeah.
0: You know, Christmas party ain't no party like a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, that was really lovely and you know, the way Peter says best Christmas ever yeah. and like you get oh there's so, such so much feeling and the group hug and Nebula kind of comes but doesn't actually participate in a group hug she just kind of pats someone's back like I'm not going to fully participate in this hug but I-, I will show my affection in my way and I'm just going to do the little pat pat here
1: yeah, <laughs> um, you know I know yeah. she was a little easygoing this time around like when they were all, the guardians were exchanging gifts with each other you know when she gives Rocket Bucky's arm oh like, my gosh she, she was smiling Yeah. And it kind of I I had to be reminded that she and Rocket were basically kind of just together with each other for five years, you know, before everyone came back. So kind of a nice, quick way to remind us that they probably have a bond now, you know,
0: that's really true. And like, but yeah, so it was like sweet in a really twisted way, you know, because that's Bucky's arm. And I have questions like what happened? How did she remove his arm? Like, did, how did, did did like Okoye show her how to like push the right buttons where so it just falls off while he's sleeping? Or did they engage in combat? Like, what happened?
1: We have questions. Where's the fan fiction? Come on. Where?
0: We I don't ask. I just keep ask so asking that. Where's the fan fiction about this? Where's the fan? <laughs> where's the fan fiction about that? I just I need all kinds of fan fiction from this now and yeah and so like you know it I just I yeah, I have questions about how that that came about and I don't know will we see that arm um with Bucky uh, return to Bucky ever again I kind of doubt it you know and <laughs> and I mean I think it is I do need to say or point it out like you know it's it's, you know, it's a long-running, like, joke, right, like, of, like, Rocket finding it really amusing to have people's limbs, but, like, I mean, if you really think about it, it's, like, it's just, like, I like a lot of things that the Guardians do, but it's, like, really terrible, like, you know, it's, it's, like, stealing, you know, someone's wheelchair, or someone's crutch, and it's, like, ha-ha, you know, and it's, like, uh, Uh. (laughs) you know, if you really think about it, right, like, like, the ableism inherent in, like, pointing at someone, like, ah, I have your leg, I have your arm, It's just like, uh, that's like, that's actually not good at all, you know? And, um, so it's like a lot mixed up into that moment, right? It's like, it's the sweetness of Nebula doing her best for her friend, that they went through the long period of the, you know, the snap period together. And, but also just kind of like, uh, they took someone's limb, (laughs) you know, that's like, that's just like, there's no other way to put it. Right. Basically. And so. Yeah, and so it's just kind of like, okay, I guess we're just gonna leave that present, quote unquote, there for now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, um, but the others, the other presents were were really sweet, uh, unequivocally. So, like, you know, Mantis somehow went back and to get the funny little man, and that's great. And the group gives, like, I guess, little carvings, um, little sculptures to everybody that depict. The special that we just saw, right? Yep. <laughs> so, like, yeah, from the lineup that gave Mantis, you know, the time, like, the a depiction of when Kraglin is telling, you know, Nebula, Drax, and Mantis about the Christmas thing and they're standing over the railing. Right, and then it goes over to Peter. He was given, you know, <laughs> the scene of Drax and Mantis chasing Kevin Bacon, <laughs> and Drax given the one of him throwing over the police car, and Nebula is given the one of like <laughs> Kevin coming out, Kevin Bacon coming out of the box, and everyone's cheering except for <laughs> Peter, of course. <laughs> um, that's just it- It's kind of an odd gift I feel like for Nebula, but to give that particular thing or scene, but whatever. Um and then Kraglin gets sort of like a Russian doll esque thing. Is that the right word? Um, because it's like him holding like a miniature of him, holding a miniature of him, holding a miniature of him and so on. Yeah. Like it's a little bit existential.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was like really cute and funny. Um, so that was really sweet. When did Groot have the time? He's a craftsman. That's great. I just love that little character detail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And little guy gets like a little
1: Game Boy too for a Christmas yeah. present. He's been pretty delighted.
0: Yeah. I and I really like that too because he was such a like annoying teenager, right? When we saw him last, um, and now he's just like kind of more back to more like the original, um goofy Groot who's really sweet yeah. uh, obviously this is a different Groot right this is his offspring and everything and the build obviously his build is different his personality is still somewhat different but I like to see kind of um, him have that sweetness um, that was just like the, the previous Groot that we knew I thought that was really nice yeah definitely nice yeah, so, so when that's
1: said and done the sweetness continues with Peter and Mantis having a moment you know Peter's all like happy that they put it all together and Mantis is like, yeah, we just wanted you to have a good Christmas since Yondu ruined yours. And Peter, of course, brings up that detail that later on Yondu opened his gift and left him the blasters. Like, yeah, it wasn't all that bad considering, you know.
0: It's 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 like what you're saying, Jenny. Like, he was an a-hole with a heart of gold. I mean, I'm sorry. I say that a little bit sarcastically because I'm still not <laughs> a huge fan of Yondu. Um, like, I understand it. And I know he cared for Peter in his own way, but I just, anyway, I'm not going to harp on it, but yeah, it's like, you know, but it was really sweet of him, of Peter to, you know, reveal like that second layer to the story. And I think that's again, like a really wonderful part about like the Guardians in general, how like you see this character really rough around the edges, but there's a real emotional depth and core to them that there's more to them than what you see. Right. There's more to Yondu than just kicking over the tree. There is more to like rocket than just being a mean, you know a thief who steals things all the time right and and all that and so like this is just another another example of that another microcosm of that so yeah um but anyway yeah so we finally get though the big reveal or at least the big reveal for peter that mantis is in fact his sister and she like says it so haltingly like your father he is my father and she just like looks so scared but he looks so happy and the way they hug each other even when they wait they're hugging each other during the you know musical performance, when Kevin bacon's singing with his band but then like the way they're hugging each other there the way they hugged when he realized you know you're my sister it was just like oh so cute yeah very sweet and he tells her this is the best gift ever
1: and I'm like ugh. Oh. Oh my gosh, he has another family member. It's so yeah. awesome. It's very it does wholesome. my heart good.
0: Yes. Yes, it was very wholesome. Very wholesome. I loved it. I love that that was the centerpiece. Again, like the centerpiece of the Guardians of the Galaxy, of any of the movies, and here and now in this special is family. Which, you know, is what the centerpiece of, you know, holiday and Christmas films and specials in general, right? It's like family, whether it's found family or biological family, what have you, like that is the centerpiece. And that makes that makes a strong story, I think, um, as far as, you know, Christmas stories go. And I think that was really, really lovely and sweet and just wonderful. And I... I won't i I won't go on because we all know we all saw it. I would hope you've seen it and you haven't been listening to us blather on without having actually seen the holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better to watch it for yourself, but <laughs> before listening to this. and but anyway, yeah, it was just a really sweet um, moment. I, I want to say too, though, this is a total tangent, but like when they're hugging at the end, and it's a really sweet scene um i noticed on my second viewing that there's this like you know how you have like background characters who do things you don't really generally notice that much right um but like i saw these two characters like sort of guffawing really loudly and sort of like gesticulating kind of more noticeably than i would expect from background characters because they're like kind of like close to where peter and and Mantis are standing. You have to watch it to just see what I'm talking about. But they're like Uh standing on a balcony right above them. And so like as I'm trying to watch Peter and you know, Mantis hugging as they're panning out, I just see people laughing like, ah (laughs) like this is kind (laughs) of taking me out of the moment a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway. Um yeah, any other like I don't know, broad thoughts, I guess, or feelings and reactions to this special, Jen? um no i
1: think that's all i got i honestly really enjoyed myself and i can't wait to
0: watch it again yeah honestly this is this will be part of my my holiday rewatch i think actually (laughs) because it's easy because just sit down half an hour you're done (laughs) exactly yeah yeah um okay well other just little things i i noticed that i wanted to to take make make a note of um during the beginning, when Yondu is, like, saying, you need to clear out all this Christmas crap, you know? And, you know, he says, you know, if it, if it better be gone, you know, or are you both going to be cleaning the latrines for the rest of the year. And then Craig says, but that's Jeff's favorite job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, who is Jeff? Where is Jeff? How is he doing? This guy who loves to clean latrines. Like... <laughs> I wanna know. <laughs> I wanna know his story.
1: Same. Oh my yeah. gosh.
0: Um another shout out to um to Drax after Craiglin leaves until after he told that heart- heartbreaking story about Yondu ruining Christmas. And and is like, Oh, that was so heartbreaking and Drax is like, I know. I hate stories where everybody lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just- <laughs> it's just like Drax, come on. <laughs> um so that was really funny there's a lot of great one-liners there's too many to name them all but like that was one of my favorites um I also love establishing we haven't talked about Cosmo but Cosmo looks like is joining the Guardians of the Galaxy officially um yeah yeah yeah. She'll,
1: uh, she'll be back for the third one I'm
0: like okay I'm here for it yeah so yeah so her back and forth with uh with Rocket and like I mean, and, like, the gall and hypocrisy for him to call her a mutt (laughs) as, like, he's telling her what to do, and she rightfully says, I refuse to do any more work while you demean me. And I'm like, pop off, girl. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what a little queen. And, of course, she's a telekinetic dog, which I'm like,
0: okay, telekinesis,
1: it's one of my favorite superpowers ever. Go on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Yeah. So, that's great. Um, oh, I have to shout out the DC reference when Kevin Bacon is like, oh, I mean, hello, I'm Bruce, Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman. (laughs) Who's Bruce Wayne? And I'm like, DC exists in this universe. That's just fun.
1: Oh, man. No kidding, huh? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Like, they exist in our universe.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, a little shout out to, I love Kraglin's, um nickname for Mantis. A, call, she calls her Mant as he's talking about, you know, how I'm talking about all of them to Kevin Bacon. I it's like, that's cute, Mant. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Nebula's Dancing. Loved that. <laughs> uh, it's during, is if, if you didn't happen to catch that glorious moment, it's when Kevin Bacon is singing his song. Of and, course, yeah, she just casually dances in a way that only Nebula can. That's all I can say. Yep. So, oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. yeah. If y'all haven't watched this yet, okay, one, why why are you listening to this <laughs> podcast? Two, watch it, please. It's yeah. so good.
0: Yep. So um, yeah oh and then also her dig against actors too I guess Nebula also hates actors because like when Kevin Bacon like after he hugs him and says alright bye she's like wow I guess all actors aren't complete pieces of shit <laughs> dang. <laughs> dang Nebula <laughs> these people with the Guardians really just don't like actors Yeah. No like, Peter never happened? clarified that to them
1: <laughs> I know like I wonder if that's why he never clarified and why do they hate actors so much like what set them off from actors what adventure like just started that
0: yeah i like to think that somehow they ran into those actors that loki hired to (laughs) to (laughs) yes that's where their hatred began (laughs) i accept
1: that i I accept that
0: yeah (laughs) that's
1: too good
0: (laughs) yeah Anyway, okay, those are my little shout-outs. But before we sign off, though, I just want to touch briefly on the fact that, um, as of our time of recording, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer dropped. Whoa. Whoa. All right, this is one of those trailers that, like, teases stuff, but doesn't actually give away too much about, like, okay, what's actually going to be going on here. We see Adam, the gold boy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Really excited to see my boy used to scrub appear as a superhero. If you know that reference, you know, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, what, well, yeah. What were were your reactions to the trailer, Jen?
1: Dude, I was like, oh my gosh, first, uh, quantum mania. Now this, oh my gosh, Marvel, what are you doing? You're trying to sweeten us up. Who are you going to kill? But then seeing Gamora got me super happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, please let there be a reunion because like we all miss her and we know she's got to, you know, find herself and live her life now that Thanos is like officially dead, you know, but I wonder how's this going to affect her? Like, are are they going to run into her is, you know, are our golden people going to run into her and they're like you guardian and she's like, I don't know who you are, you know? So I'm pretty hyped. So I, I love that the trailer gave us just enough to be hyped. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, super and excited. it touches
0: Yeah, and I think it touches and like I mean there's it's definitely more melancholy yes. tone to this trailer, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. But, yeah, like we've talked a lot already about like how there's a, like, you know, surprising emotional depth to these movies, but like into these characters. But, I mean, you know, like, you know, for instance, you know, seeing Baby Rocket as the hand descends on him, like, that's really dark, and, like, the blood dripping off of, like, a scalpel of some kind, and then it, it cuts Ooh, yeah. to, like, Peter screaming, and it makes you think that he's, like, being experimented on, I mean, I don't know <sighs> if that's really the case, I feel like it's, you know, more of a kind of, like, trailer cut effect, but, like, still, like, brings you, I don't know, and you see the scene of Mantis crying, right, and, like, the... The dialogues are melancholy, right? Kind of like a yep. one last ride, one last hurrah, and, like, I'm tired of running, Pete, and, like, this is, like, all of this is, like, feels very final, you know? And, like, we know this is, like, the final volume for the Guardians of the Galaxy. What does that mean? Right? Like, I don't know. What do you think that means, Jen? I don't know,
1: because I know for a fact uh, David, Dave Bautista and Bradley Cooper are are, are basically done, So I don't know how they're going to wrap that up if the Guardians are going to, like, split up and go on their separate ways. I hope that's the best case scenario because it almost sounds like we're all going to die. And I'm like, nope. Nope. You're not doing that to me. No, no, no. So, honestly, I am genuinely, like, kind of dreading what's going to happen because I want these guys to stay together forever. You know, they're, they're family. But I don't know. Looks like they yeah. might go their separate ways, especially since it looks like uh, Rocket's going to reunite with someone from his past. And I wonder, are we going to get into the past a little bit, you know, with some of these characters, you know, okay, you know.
0: We definitely will for Rocket. And, like, I'm really excited for that because we got more, uh, like, his mini character arc in, in Volume 2, right, of, like, him and Yondu finding that common thread of, like, I act like a jerk to push people away like that's my specialty right and for rocket learning to like overcome that right in a way that um maybe yondu never fully could or didn't have the chance to and so you know um i really like that we get to to see more more of him because yeah i think i think there was definitely more to unpack with him we don't really know too much about his backstory at least as far as the movies go i'm sure there's more explanation in the comics but um yeah, I haven't really read any Guardians comics actually, so this is this will be interesting.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Huh. I'm I'm pretty curious as to what they're going to do and how they're going to proceed. Um, I can't wait for this movie.
0: Yeah, I know. It it's I think I think it'll still be like a fun time even as it hurts us. <laughs> you you know? know, I mean, yeah. clearly, yeah. We're still going to have Drax antics. I mean, oh, him throwing the dodgeball at the poor girl's face and just <laughs> Uh, everyone's just like fight (laughs) it's a lot Um, okay real quick question do you think Gamora and Peter will get back together do you even care I really don't think
1: they will I think like at most maybe at the end they'll hint at them like rekindling their romance but nothing truly overt if they do great if they don't great you know (laughs) I can go either way (laughs)
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's Yeah, I I'm really wondering what what will come of that. I really hope that like um we see if, you know, say the Guardians do split up, right? I hope I hope that we can see, especially after this holiday special, I don't know. I just really want to see Peter happy with his sister, you know, with Mantis yes. like that would be my wish list, and you know, knock on wood, I actually get that, and neither of them <laughs> dies, or something, but you know, because uh, I know everyone has their issues with Peter Quill, but I've always, I've, pro- Peter's been my problematic fave. I'm like, I, I like him, alright? <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> and, like, I want him to be happy, and whether that's with Gamora or not, you know, I, I think, yeah, I feel the same as you. Like, either is fine with me, as long as it's justified in the story, you know. Basically. Um, and like, I mean, we talked about it, I think, in in our podcast, gosh, way back when, when we talked about the different canon ships in the MCU. And I don't think we rated that that ship too highly in terms of Peter Gamora, in terms of like their development. They just kind of got together. They were team mom and team dad. Um, but that doesn't always have to be come romantic. I mean, just look at Steve and Natasha, right? That never became like an actual ship as much as I wanted it to. Like they never <laughs> actually went there, right? And so, like, I don't know. It's, I won't go into the whole Peter and Gamora ship, I guess, but, like, I, I, yeah, I'm, like, kind of neutral on it. I'm just like, all right, well, whatever they decide to do, I'm just gonna probably just go with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. As long as they tell a good story, I- I'm solid.
0: Yeah, so I don't really have, have any other um, more big brain thoughts besides besides that, really. Um, I'm excited for the feels, the emotion, I'm excited for the music, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, and I'm excited for them to build on... I mean, I, I think what was cool about this holiday special is that it did actually build on the characters a little bit and progress certain, you know, character dynamics. I mean, obviously, like, Peter and um, Mantis is the biggest one, and I'm sure that's going to be a centerpiece in this, in this next film, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: So, yeah, and yeah um so so i'm excited to see more and i guess to see the last of this of this group of the guardians of galaxy and who knows you know i mean maybe maybe the guardians will still be the guardians just like the makeup looks different kind of like with the avengers a -hmm, little bit um mm -hmm. right now they're i guess the team is a little bit kind of evaporated i guess but you know that it's gonna rise up again there's gonna be we see all these young avengers being you know rising up and all these different you know new marvel shows and and movies and stuff right so like we know that the avengers are coming back and they just will obviously be different from the original members and so i wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be the same case with the guardians of the galaxy there might not necessarily be more guardians of the galaxy's movies at least for now but like um i doubt that the guardians would disappear altogether that's just my thought but we'll see
1: we'll see yeah yeah so much going on for marvel
0: man so much so much going on just even with the with the guardians of the galaxy themselves and so yeah (laughs) but i'm excited yep me too all right well thank you all so much for listening um not only for us talking about the holly special but also this upcoming film for the final iteration of guardians of the galaxy as we know them now and you know we'll be back to talk about that for sure here at nerd alert girls um, but anyway, yeah, if you like this, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tell your friends about it uh, so that other people can listen to our show. Um, anything else to add, Jen? Uh,
1: nope. Uh, just that I hope everyone uh, has a wonderful holiday, whatever it is they celebrate or don't celebrate. Uh, thank you all so much for listening and for supporting us. We support
0: you, too. All right. Well, thank you all so much, and we will talk to you next time on... Nerd, Nerd alert. alert! Girls, bye everybody! Bye!